what was it customs whatever and get ready to suck some dick to make your employer happy (laughs) that's employee of the month right there that's how you would employee of the month Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Sapri706, this community podcast. You can follow me at SP Report 706 We got the usual suspects, El Chapa, Marcus Sniffles, Gift Queen, a special guest, uh, Lex underscore Luthero, which is one of my uh, favorite Twitter followers. What's good, y'all? What's good, man? Good evening. Hola. <laughs> yeah, so if you hear the, uh, the extravagant intro music, shout out to Street Wolf on Twitter at Street Wolf with three Fs. Uh, he produces those tracks, so definitely check them out on SoundCloud and YouTube. So we're going to get right into it because we kind of run away with our just for pre-production of this podcast. So I'm going to talk to the team and you know, roast the interns out here and get them get them straight. Shout out to Google for being trash right now, but it is what it is. So last week, ourselves, like a lot of people, jumped the gun. I went to have uh, the homie Lex on to talk about the, the whole Magatine incident. So if you've been living on the rock and page that's the news, there was a, a big uh, story uh, that the left weaponized, the right weaponized, the black Israelites weaponized. Uh, the, the, the gist of it was uh, the optics were that these uh, teenagers wearing MAGA hats were disrespecting, harassing this Native American who may or may, may, or may not be a veteran. I don't know. There's a lot going on. But that was the initial story. And I use I use that information. Most stuff I look up before I talk about it so I don't have to uh, you know, fix my story. But everybody got it wrong. So I went back and did some additional research on YouTube after some other information come out. And, and come to find out that the, the culprit in all of this were the black Israelites. These cats, I don't know if you know who they are, but they're like, uh, I, I don't know. Lex, ex- explain what's going on with these black Israelites, man. Do you, you know anything about these guys? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm very familiar with them. Let's just say um, th- they're black supremacists. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. So... Think of the think of the KKK minus the uniformity with the uniforms and the numbers. The numbers are a bit smaller, but and without the violence, I mean, they haven't did anything yet. But like, they truly believe that they are the descendants of Israel, and that a few of their sects believe that um, in the afterlife, white people will be their slaves. So like, they're pretty extreme. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. So uh, essentially. Uh... <laughs> yeah, everybody got it wrong. These cats were bugging. They were calling these kids like crackers and uh, school shooters and, and children of incest. And, and the kids were just chilling. Like, they are just hanging out. Like, honestly, if you watch the whole video, and, and unfortunately, I think this is getting the Black Israelites a lot of clout and notoriety if they don't deserve or need. But yeah, the kids were just being kids, to be honest. Um, they were doing their little school chants. It was actually pretty funny because I think the Black Israelites were getting mad because they were A, not getting any attention from these kids and the kids weren't responding to their uh, verbal attacks. And two, they were low-key roasting them. Like the black Israelites to call them like crackers and they do like a school cheer. Some little kid took off his shirt and started flexing. It was, it was hilarious. Like, honestly, it's nothing that I would not have done as a high school teenager with a group of friends. Like that's, that's, that's all they were. There's a bunch of kids being kids. So if you watch the whole video, uh, you know, I guess the Native Americans thought the kids, for whatever reason, were going to, I guess, attack the black Israelites. So you can see in the video, you can actually hear the, the, the Indian guy being the drum coming in and then you see him run up on the teens. So the teens didn't do anything like they were where they were at. And uh, I guess they ran up on them. So um, 
I know you have some very interesting. Uh, I don't know if you're trolling, but your your opinions on on Republicans and uh, the whole MAGA hat thing is uh is, is kind of interesting. Like, what what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think those kids should have been wearing like MAGA hats to a school function? Like, well, I, or two it's things. a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic. Like, right? No, I know I agree with you on that. It was a total weird dynamic. Now, I don't totally excuse the Native American dude because there's no reason you should get in some kid's face. Nope. Like, I'm gonna keep it real with you. He would got laid out. Like, there's no excuse for him. I don't care if the kid moved or didn't move. He's 16 years old. You should have went and talked to the chaperone or something of that nature. But in regards to the MAGA hats, um, I graduated from a Catholic school. So I know they have very strict uh, dress codes. And from my understanding and research, that wasn't part of their outfit. That was something that kids brought as a souvenir mm. while they are in D.C. Some of the kids were given, they were given by people to them while they're in D.C., so, however we feel about the MAGA hats, to me, it's kind of irrelevant just because just because somebody wears a certain thing, they shouldn't be treated a certain way. Because to me, this is kind of borderline issue of she was dressed or if someone wearing a Che Guevara hat. Like, Che Guevara is a revolutionary type figure, both ways for death and for other things. No one would be okay with me just walking up to some kid and getting in their face while... In, and accosting the kid in a sense. So the MAGA hat to me really isn't a big deal in that, in this context. It's more so about, is it okay for grown people, grown adults to chastise and get in the face of kids is how it boils down for me in a sense. And you're right. I do troll a lot on Twitter. I'm not even going to lie. World-class trolling. <laughs> yeah, well, if only that type of leniency was granted both ways. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. I, agree. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's you. I'm just saying like when we, talk about how the media portrays certain things it's like all right well let's get this kid on good morning america or whatever let's the president wants to invite him to the white house it just seems like only certain kids get to be quote-unquote kids like all of a sudden this old man gets in this kid's face he's he's a kid we need to treat him with kid gloves but there's certain kids that get you know mistreated by the police or mistreated by adults all of a sudden it's like well, he was no angel, or well, let's look into her past. All of a sudden, we're starting digging into these other kids, and they're not treated that way. But this definitely, kid, definitely, this kid definitely. gets invited to the White House. So I can understand why people are just like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the but media it, got it wrong, but I, I don't understand as a school why you're at a, what, what they're at, like a march, pro, march, march for life. A march for life, Raleigh? Like, what a bunch, are you doing? A bunch of young males at that. I, that, I, that Catholic school. Sense. That doesn't make I, I, any sense. They yeah. shouldn't have been there. Like, why are we having our kids? Why is the school taking kids? Why are they politicizing field trips by doing that? That's what you're doing. True. That's, so, that's, you make perfect that, sense. You make perfect sense. Is that not and, a topic, though? It is like I obviously like don't don't get into the like that's something that we would do like we understand like hey don't get any feisty kids don't yeah. try to if you're adult don't try to like you know get in another kid's face that's not your kid try to talk to the adult that's common sense yeah. my issue is how the media treated this kid after the quote unquote facts came out right. all of a sudden thing. he's getting interviews all of a sudden he's getting advice from the, from the White House everybody doesn't right. get treated like a kid like he did racism is real. I mean, no, no lie. Racism is real. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that's a different topic than the event that happened last week because those things played out afterwards. But as far mm -hmm. as the event, as far as the event, how it took place is the only thing I'm talking about. In regards to it should go both ways, I agree with you. 
we can't have a double standard. I mean, perfect example is Trayvon Martin. Uh, this white dude saw him in a hoodie and thought he was a thug for no reason except for how he was wearing. Killed him, murder, pure, point blank. Got off. Racism is real. But just because something happens on one end, we become a hypocrite if we say, well, since it happened to us, now let me do it. I mean, we have to, we have, to have some type of consistency in a sense. But I agree 100% in regards to politicizing. Take, I, I see no reason the kids couldn't go to a pro-life march with their family or with some other group. But for it to be a school thing going there, I can see how someone would have an issue with that. But to me, that doesn't negate the fact that this grown man with a drum shouldn't be in a kid's face. And the Israelites are 100% out there. Them guys are just out there. So yeah. from what I gather from this story is two things. The media obviously portrayed it in the liking of their viewpoint, right? Because when the story first broke out, I mean, they drugged that kid through the mud. They really did. But then you go to Fox News or you go to other media reports. And, you know, as time goes on now, we're seeing all the other footage that was there. Now it's like, oh, no, the kid was the victim. And the media is going to spin it whichever way is going to give them the most buzz. And that is what it is. My thing that I get is they also interviewed that Native American man. He's also been interviewed by several channels that I want to say was on Good Morning America, but I might be wrong. Oh, he was. Um, he was, right? Yeah. And, and then to him, you know, he's talking. He's like, I was just doing my thing. And then what happens? I have the kids there. And then he feels as though there's a block. And he's just walking. He's just trying to do his own peaceful protest. And now suddenly he's getting these kids closing in on him. And I think what happened is I think there was an issue between the black Israelites and those students. And then that Indian man got, excuse me, that Native American man <laughs> wow. got, was stuck the in views of El Chapa, The views of El Chapa do not reflect the views of SP Report 706. Or Lex Luthor. So, and I, and I think he was just caught in the middle. I think this man was just caught in the middle and so there's a lot of tension that was there, and he was just doing his own thing, and he got he got caught in the midst of it. Well, the hard part about that is, is when you watch the whole video, that's not what's portrayed. Yeah. Like, like we, we watched the whole video, it's like like um, like like the whole said the guys were the little white kids were cheering on their own in a big crowd. If someone wants to get around them, they literally can go around them. Like he walked past the the black Israelites. And the black Israelite said the most hilarious thing to me. He was like, here comes Gad. Here comes Gad. No idea. Most people don't know what it means, but it sounded hilarious. And then he walks in between the kids. So, And then he also said he was doing it to be uh, to get involved in the sense to stop the conflict between the two of them. So he's kind of telling two different stories of I'm trying to go do a peaceful protest with four people and a whole bunch of cameras on them. And he's walking through a crowd of people. And then said, I'm surrounded, but you walk through a crowd of people. I mean, it's kind of hard to just give him a pass because his whole story doesn't make sense in a sense. Like, I agree with what you're saying that it appears the way it was reported that he was just minding his business doing a peaceful chant. Sure, but his intentions are one thing, and what ended up coming out of it was a different thing. So he his intentions was walking through to be peaceful and continue his walk, and then he was greeted by animosity no no he wasn't greeted at, you had to watch the video he, the, the, he literally walked into the kids the kids weren't doing anything they were just minding their business right like at that point if they want to dance and act a fool I, that's on them i mean it, it's what teenage kids do you know what i'm saying and and this is just for this specific incident i'm not saying that that it, they were wrong we were wrong 
Like, it is what it is. Yeah. I have other questions, like, where are the chaperones at? Where are the parents at? Like, yeah. there, there's other questions that, yeah. yeah. Well, the chaperone was there. Um, they interviewed him. Um, he's, he's the one who okayed them to doing the chants to drown out all the racism that was being said to them. So he was there. I think he should have intervened a lot more after dude got in his face and broke it up. Yeah, because it was a good you know 30, 30, 45 minute video. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like there's there's no, I guess they were waiting for the buses, but there's nowhere you could corral these students to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there should have been a bigger ratio of yeah. adults to students. And like you said, an adult should have stepped in at some point and be like, yo, like, yo, what's going relax. on? Relax. Yeah. And like, drop, and drop Native American dude. He should have dropped him. That's just my take on it. He should, dude had it coming. Like, I don't, I don't think his intentions were. No, you don't. You don't do but, that. I, well, let's let's keep it. Do let's you keep, have any kids? Keep keep but the same. Who, energy. Do you? Who keep, has kids here? Yes, I do. I do. I have kids. I've called people for my kids before. Um, okay. So all I'm saying is, is if you watch the video, I don't think his intentions were to peacefully march through there. So that's the first thing, and that's shown by the banging of the drum in the kid's face, and then when the kid moved, he went up the steps again in someone else's face. And then after the kids left to go to their bus, he didn't keep going up the stairs to, to go worship somewhere or do something. He went back down the stairs and he's standing there with his arms up celebrating. So I can't really just say that was his intentions. And for anybody that has kids, I have a hard time saying, or a niece or something like that, where if you come outside and you see a grown man, literally in your sibling, family, friend, kid's face, banging a drum, staring at your 16-year-old kid in their eye, you're just going to be like, Oh, it's a learning experience. Like as a grown man, I think as and maybe sniffles, everybody can contest or say they agree or disagree. As grown men, we know our place that we can't just walk up on some kid we don't know and get in their face and not expect consequences and repercussions. Facts, because L, if, if you're in the club minding your own business and somebody get in your personal space, are you just going to let them do that? I just said fair. Okay, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just making sure. So, but it, it's it's an interesting thing. It speaks to the bigger part of this society with with stories. Everybody want to be first, not right. And, you know, people using it to push their political agenda. And, and I hate that. And I hate to say it like this, but I hate that they were wrong because all that does is give the uh, the Republicans more gaslighting. Like uh, some some people that I associate with that are uh, Trump forty five supporters, shady forty five supporters, you should have heard the the excitement and glee in their their eyes talking about oh yeah that kid was right and these racist black Israelites and I was like I was like I was like I got it man for this situation you got this one let's let's slow down about calling people racist let's 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 slow down because we know how we know what that hat is about for most part you know right. what I'm saying like they they will they will be quick to point out somebody else's downfalls and and shortcomings but in the same breath you can't mention anything about russia collusion the clear blatant racism sexism xenophobia that that had as a proxy for like anytime that stuff comes around is it's crickets but but the one time that they're right about the quote-unquote fake news it's like a huge a huge victory for them and and that's I, I hate that it has to be like that i hate that this this country has become divisive like that but i mean it is what it is so yeah, people only see race when it helps them. Like I, I argue with racists all the time on, on Twitter, and I don't have I don't have the energy. <laughs> I don't yeah. have the energy, man. I, I'm for all the smoke. I'm keep real. As you know, you follow me. Like <laughs> every day, I, I'm I'm sending some bonfire just for the fun fun of it, or because I really care. But a lot of them will say, "Oh, race doesn't exist. It's a social construct." But then this happens, and it's 
oh, he did that because he's a white kid. And like, whoa, you see race now? Like, what happened? All of a sudden, things change. Facts. Definitely gotta uh, keep that same energy. <laughs> so, actually, I, I think we, I think I'll have you back on another time. I want to have, I do want to have a top a talk about racism because it's the word gets thrown around a lot, and uh, I don't know. I, I kind of think that there's probably different levels and categories. Like when I when I think of racism, I look at it as a systematic thing. Like for right. example, like the 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 black kids like to call the kids crackers to kingdom come, but at the end of the day those kids are going back to their Catholic school and probably their nice house, nice car. Their parents are judges and lawyers. Their life is not affected by it. Right. My, my thing is you flip the coin. Those kids are their parents, their uncles, whose judges and lawyers and cops can affect people of color, people that don't look like them more or less. If that makes sense. So, but I, I think we'll, we'll save that topic for another day. So, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I appreciate you coming on, checking the, checking us out, rocking with us and, Giving us your your takes on that, man. Oh, definitely, man. And I gotta admit, when I listen to y'all podcast, y'all trip me out, man. Because <laughs> the first one I listened to, it was like oh, all, I... it was like an all female thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you stuck around. I was <laughs> like, look, I'm like, look, this is not normally what we do. I was like, <laughs> how y'all suggest me the first one is this one, and I'm like, man, what is? And I come back I, I this would... time. Y'all talking politics and sports. I'm like, this is some. I go complete. Y'all touch every topic. I give all that. I give y'all credit on that. That's what's up. Word. Appreciate it, Lex. We'll, we'll catch up with you later, man. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good night and God bless. Thanks, all Lex. Right. Thank bless you. you. No problem. All right. Shout out to the homie Lex. Shout out to KJ Dallas Kid. Yeah. So uh, now that we're off uh, the political, uh, religious stuff, let's talk about the Fry Fest. So yeah. I, I'm kind of kick, I'm kind of yeah. kicking myself because Marcus or L mentioned this last week. Was was the documentary out last week? It was. Yeah, that's why did, did, that's why I mentioned it. Well, okay. <laughs> For the record, you got to you got to be a little bit more aggressive. Like he was like, "Oh yeah, let's talk about Friday Fest." You should have like, "Look, you need to watch this documentary. You, you need to stop. Please, you need to, you need to, no, you need to stop is, watching. You didn't this sell. Is it. A clear... You did." You didn't this is a it. clear example how we could throw out topics and you just dismiss shit that, and talk that about is, what that you is, want to talk about. First of all, that's not true. We clearly forgot like four topics last week, and our episode was like two hours long. <laughs> it was so long. I even had so I even long. had it in the description about the we Fry Festival. We didn't talk we about it one to. time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I watched it yesterday. I'm like, I seen you know, I seen Give Queen talking about it on Twitter amongst other people. Surprising, there's still people that haven't heard about this. But if you haven't heard about this. This this is probably the the finesse of the century and and I remember when be... this happened. It I... was such a huge deal. It was all over IG oh, and I everything. Not on Instagram. So, I do. Well, I do it was. Remember. I it was also. It. it was on Twitter too because what really made it and not to jump the gun, but what really made it become such a a global thing was when they tweeted the people there on the uh, at Bahamas tweeted the meals, those sandwiches that they were eating. One person tweeted that. They talk about it in the documentary. One person tweeted that. He like it took off. So uh, essentially, essentially the Fry Festival docs are two. Or essentially, they're two episodes of one of my favorite shows, American Greed, except it's in the Bahamas. <laughs> That's literally all it is. You got a, a scammer from New York who has larger in life ideas and size. He wants to use a festival to promote his app, which is kind of like a uh, they described as a Tinder for celebrities. 
pretty much the way the book celebrities come sing at your kid's birthday party or whatever. Uh, shout out to the people who can afford to even think about using an app like that because God knows how much <laughs> it costs to get somebody like Drake to come to your kid's bar mitzvah or, you know, Gucci Man to come. I don't know why you would have Gucci Man in your house, but if you want to have Gucci Man come to your <laughs> graduation, I don't know. What's wrong with Gucci Man? Why do you want to read Go read Gucci Man's book. There's a lot of things about Gucci Man. I mean, but to, to, be, to be fair I mean, to the man, that, it, it was a great idea. The app oh, was yeah, a yeah, great yeah. idea. I can't, I, can't, I can't handle him for that. That was a great idea. The, the festival was a great idea, but the, the dude is like some sort of sociopath or psychopath, like well, actually, he's just a, a, a scammer. Like he's no, he's no different yeah. than any of these Enron or white collar, uh, Wall Street scammer dudes. Like he was very skilled. He was very talented at, at getting money, but once he got over in over his head, he he couldn't let it go. Like he was just delusional, like pure delusion. Completely, completely. This is the guy who comes for money, and maybe he didn't hear the word no very often, or that just whatever he wanted was probably very much doable. And so he and he had this bright ass idea. There was a lot of people from the get who laughed at him and Ja Rule. They said in the Netflix documentary, they're like, he was going around for all these meetings and people were laughing at him, like, yeah, okay. And walking away, either they're gonna be fucking geniuses, like they're the smartest people in the room, or they're the two dumbasses in the room. Because it's not that easy. Anybody who's put on a festival would know that. Well, before we let Gift Getter takes off, what how was Ja Rule the point of entry for all this? Like, that, how was that the first person that you? I, I don't. Okay. Ja fucking dumbass. According to the, I only watched the uh, the Netflix documentary and the the Billy guy. He was trying to book Ja Rule for some kind of party for his his quote unquote uh, elite membership credit card or whatever that scam yep. was. <laughs> yep. he, he tried to, you know, get Ja Rule to, to come to his party and he just got pretty much hustled. Like he got a text from a guy. I was like, all right, send this dude $500. And he sent the guy $500. Another guy tells him to send this other guy a thousand dollars. And he just kept going and going. And he was like, booking these famous people is hard to do. So that's how we came up with the app, and then that's how Ja Rule was like, okay, I like that idea, let me join up with this guy, and then all that. That's how Ja Rule gets involved there. Well, and and it's funny that you you mentioned him getting Ja Rule. So one of his one of the guy Billy's skills was he he was great at selling a dream, I guess. They said he would like find the void in your life and then sell you whatever that void was and make you believe anything he said. If you watch the Hulu documentary, which isn't as entertaining, but as a gif and uh, el chapa said it has more details into like the crime stuff but like one of the guys that loaned him money was like a oil tycoon he got acute or he got indicted for fraud and then like the next day he was like allegedly died in a car crash oh my his car was on fire <laughs> so he's I was probably like, in the bahamas right now yeah, he definitely, he definitely <laughs> but yeah, as you can see it's like okay well he's scamming other people i'm gonna give you money so you can scam and get money and then he scammed all the people at Fry Fest. So I know Gif was, uh, she was tweeting it and she was like saying she was dying from laughter the entire time. It I'm sure so everybody that she would, <laughs> I'm sure that everybody that watched the Netflix one all busted out laughing at one in particular part. But I, I'll let Gif give her <laughs> recap on, on the on the part she found kind of childish. Duh, it was fucking hilarious because if you were on Twitter in 2017 when the shit was going down, like the, in the downfall, and you 
see the first five seconds of the Netflix opening, the shit is too good to be true. So for any sucker to fall for that and be like, yes, I'm going to give these people who've never, ever, ever done a festival a fucking festival before tens of thousands of my hard-earned money to go to this shit i i don't feel bad for you it is too good to be true coachella took years decades to get where it is now like Mm -hmm. that shit was like five dollars at the beginning and it took years and fucking decades hell my mother was like oh we're gonna go like fucking 20 years ago you know when it was nothing so I, I can't feel bad for these people at all. Like the whole time I was just crying, laughing. Like you really think you're about to get on this island with the top 10 fucking supermodels in the fucking world and feeding pigs and hang out with Ja Rule and whoever the fuck Billy is with his scam stuff. Like <laughs> you really thought this was going to happen in the fucking Bahamas. Like, are you kidding? Wait, who the fuck it was is Billy? hilarious. Well, that speaks to a bigger point, though, like with social media, like people just have the have the need to just be lit. And the, the cool thing about the Hulu documentary is they did kind of, I guess, pick on millennials saying like, hey, you know, you have to have your phone all the time. You need to be in the moment. You you feel like if you're missing something this this epic and eventful that, you know, you're not worth anything. And he he really tapped into that. Like, again, the dude, Billy is extremely talented. Billy is, he is. smart. He is. But he just like used that it for one... all the wrong reasons. Man, that one white guy that was like, this is a fraud. It's a simple fucking Google search that you could have did to eliminate Ooh. all these problems. And he was taking on the whole operation. That Literally. Guy. He was like, Google. Nobody. Like, He's a nobody. He was just somebody who just saw it on his timeline and was like, nah, this is too good to be true. Google and look at what happened. Well, and again, that still speaks to it because he, the guy, uh, he was making a, a Twitter account to expose uh, fire fraud. It's called fire fraud. Mm-hmm. And nobody cared. Like people were like, That's oh, he didn't know his Twitter. Well, I was if gonna say tagged, it still happened. If he tagged enough people in it, then people would have saw it and would have took steam. You know what well, I'm saying? He just well, tweeted it and thought, Oh, everybody's gonna see it. That's not how Twitter works. Well, but he was it, again, that's not it's not his place to do that. Like he was doing his, I guess, civic duty, like, hey, I'm letting y'all know this is a scam. Y'all can either take it or leave it. But it, it was kind of foul on the people in his, I guess, social media team. Uh, the people that produced Netflix one that they were just going on Instagram, just deleting any negative comments about Fright Fest. Like anything that's negative, you're getting deleted and blocked. And they started, they got to the point where they were blocking certain words so it wouldn't appear negative. Yeah, that's true. B- Billy and that fucking uh, Grant kid, they knew what the fuck they were doing. I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so because, like, if you were gonna do like that grand of a scheme and finesse, I've seen enough episodes of American Greed. You got to know when to get out. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. Like, I think he really thought he could pull it off. I, I really think there's no doubt in his mm-hmm. mind that he can make this happen. Even as you see, yeah, even as you see the world burning in front of you, like, he'd go and, what, they say he'd go get on the phone or take a break and then come back out with some grand scheme to figure out a problem. He said, like, you know, we'd have a problem, we fix it, we'd have another problem, we fix it. But he was essentially uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul for the entire uh, duration of getting this quote-unquote festival set up. Yeah. yeah. What what got me? Yeah. There was there's a few things, but what got me was when they're days out to the festival, they're running out of money, and that credit card that you initially talked about, right? That they talked to us in the beginning, 
that he was coming out with this elite card. He was getting people who already bought tickets, already, this ticket's over a thousand bucks. And just for like basic shit. So he was getting those same people to go out and invest in that credit card and use that credit card. And oh, if you get this, if you get that, upgrading your package to this and that. Knowing damn well those packages do not exist, but people are buying these supposed, you know, VIP luxury bungalows and whatnot. And he was using that money to try to continue to fix what was happening there at the island. And he still didn't have enough money because obviously that was that was fraud. Yeah, people. It's easy to sell luxury to, I guess, to millennials. Like people our age are down to buy things based on how it looks. If we can get lit IG pictures from the experience, it's more likely that we're going to pay for that instead of something else. It might be just as fun, but we might not be able to, you know, take as many pictures. Like there's a and to be first. I'm yeah. first at this fire festival, first ever big festival in the Bahamas. Oh my gosh. And, and, and the thing that also kind of struck me was the idea of there's influencers. Like that's literally their job. Like 10 Sign years ago, Sign 10 years up. ago, we didn't have, that wasn't a career, that wasn't a legit career, uh, career path. Now it's like, all right, how many followers do you have? How many people are listening to you? How many people retweet you? How many people listen to you? Okay, well, we're going to pay you to promote something or act like you're enjoying our product. And that's how what the like the Kylie Jenners and these other models almost got caught up in all this. So now when, you know, quote unquote, influencers promote an event or or a product, they have to put in, they have to put ad in the in the caption or advertising mm-hmm. or something just to protect themselves because they were just like well we didn't know what fire festival was we thought that's what it was that's what we were that's what that's they what said. we were told we thought that's what it was so now you know if you look at like kim kardashian's twitter or who well whoever's twitter when they're selling something they put ad in it they put advertisement in it just to cover their asses because of this fire festival thing and, and i'm with i'm with gift it's hard for me to feel too sorry for these kids that got their parents to put out ten, twenty thousand dollars for them to go to the Bahamas to see, you know, Blink one eighty two in two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some paid like, fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. For like, a villa that didn't was, exist. This was like the most privileged thing I've it was like privilege on all sides. Like there's mm-hmm. a privilege that Billy had to think that he could pull this fire festival off. Like if if Billy was Tyrone Tyrone would have got locked up after the credit card thing. Like Tyrone wouldn't have got to this fire festival. Tyrone wouldn't even got the call to that venture Mm -hmm. capitalist who was the oil tycoon. Like he's not even getting to make that phone call. So there there was a lot, there was a lot of privilege all over the place. The privilege of, you know, like these kids like just throwing out all this money to go to some fire festival because they think it's gonna look cool. They think they're gonna have a great time. There's a privilege of someone getting on Twitter after this thing blows up saying, Well, I'm you're gonna hear from my lawyer. Like mm-hmm. and all of, all of this stuff is just nothing but privilege. And the only the only people I legit legit felt sorry for were the black people from the Bahamas. <laughs> that, like they yeah. all that work, they Facts. did all the work trying to put this fraud together, and they never got paid. Like I and they didn't even nine. they didn't even know that it was fraud. They, they even they though after a while they caught Arthur, yeah, they after a while they caught Arthur, like um something ain't right here you know when they started really seeing what these villas were and everything and the people who were putting it together knew that he wasn't going to be able to pull it off and but they still kept at it they still were hard workers and whatnot and at the end he didn't pay any of them but luckily 
is a GoFundMe page that I'm actually happy to report about because there's other GoFundMe pages for something like The Wall, which right. you don't need to go there anymore. Um, but they did. That was one of the good things that came out of this whole uh, shabako, which is the GoFundMe page. Because if you watch, you would have seen uh, the main cook's name. What was her name? What was her name? Marianne Roll or Rowling. Uh, super sweet. She was like everybody's auntie. Uh, she was super adorable. She, adorable. she took care of everybody. And primarily, she paid those workers with her life savings. Um, it was like 50K or 100K or something like that. 50K. She, 50K. Um, I saw a report online said 100K, but in the, in the documentary, it definitely said 50. And that was her own money, like her life savings. That's stuff that you don't touch. That's stuff that you use when you are done and you're tired and you have grandbabies, just play with your grandbabies. But because of this man, and the the fraud that he caused on everybody there on the island, she went out of her own pocket to try and pay these people who worked for her um, because they were working day and night. And now their GoFundMe page is well over $200,000. And it's reported that... Good. Yeah, super good. Super good. And it's reported, obviously, that's more than the 50 k that she put in. But people just feel for her and everybody else around and she has been reported to say she hasn't received the money yet. It's still on the GoFundMe page. But once you guys say she is splitting that money with the people um, who works for her, she doesn't have the intention of just keeping every penny for herself. At the, at the end of the day, they still live there. Like Billy exactly. and all these other people, yeah. they can just get on their planes and leave. Like these people are working to provide for their families and they weren't paid for this. So I'm glad that they, they've raised some money to, uh, to, keep those, to get those people their money back, essentially. Yeah. And then what kills me is there are so many opportunities for him to just pull out. Like, there are so many Freezing. opportunities. Yeah. He's a true con artist, man. There a true so con people. artist. You're right, because from Get, when they when he was talking about, you know, the first island, which was supposed to be island, I don't know the name, but it was Pablo Escobar's island. That was originally where it was supposed to be, and that island was bigger they were actually held fire festival or attempted to hold it. And so at that point, that would have been a lot more feasible, a lot more doable to host that many people, that many attendees to come out there. And they also would have had a little bit more time to actually build these villas. Now, money-wise, probably still wouldn't have been able to have the money to complete it. However, they would have had a much better start. And they simply told him, hey, just the one rule, do not advertise this as being... Pablo Escobar's former island. The only thing they had. The, the only thing. You had one the job. The only thing. <laughs> yeah, no, couldn't do it because this guy is a fucking narcissist and he needs to have all the attention and needs to be able to have that shit for clout or whatever. So, first ad that's out, what does he say? Pablo Escobar's island and blah, 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 blah. So they were like, okay, we told you, we warned your ass and you thought it was a fucking joke and boom, there goes that island, no longer his. So then he moved on um, to the island in which they attempted to hold it, which is much smaller. It did not have any type of construction either. Um, no, that, it wasn't even an island, though. It, it, it wasn't like, it was just, I don't even know how to call it. It was, it was part of the Sandals Resort already on the island. Mm. So That's it was sick. on a big island, but it was a, just a piece of the resort that was under construction. Just a tiny yeah. piece. This man has so many options. And then what kills me, what really kills me is after everything happens, 
and he's facing all these charges and what now what does he do he comes back out on keep bond scamming <laughs> scamming bitches he comes up with a whole other thing and so what's the name of this company uh jerry media who was hired that's why when you look at the netflix documentary in comparison to hulu jerry media is the same media companies that did and they were in charge of all the social media ads all those influencer pages and blah 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 all those key things that you saw in the netflix video it was from that same production and Continuing to work with them or try to have this whole scam going on, he's like, okay, well, let's try and do this now. Like, this man did not stop. Knowing that he had all these eyes on him, he continued repeatedly to scam people, and they fell for it, which is what was crazy. Well, what I will say is that there there are some positives out of this, uh, out of this scam, out of this fraud. Uh, the, the first thing is it, it gave a lot of exposure to what this island in the Bahamas is. I'd never heard about it before. Right. So I guess that's one positive thing. The second thing is what somebody should do in the Bahamas if they're very smart. Hopefully they didn't tear that shit down, but they should do tours of what Fry Fest could have been. Like, just like, look, this is where this disaster went off. They didn't turn back the merchandise in because they couldn't get out of customs. You could you could flip that Fry Fest gear. But like, look, I, I made the Fry Fest. I took a tour. I think that could be a thing if somebody was smart enough to set it up and actually have maybe some porta potties, maybe some food stands, <laughs> something. Just like leave the tents out there, have it as like displays, like take pictures. Like that could be a thing. Somebody could monetize that if they were clever enough and smart enough. So I, but, I think somebody should do proper planning and budgeting and really do the fire festival. It, it's a mm. uh, just how that island or whatever that part of the island is set up. It's not the greatest, but it it is what it is. But to play devil's advocate, I know Marcus was saying it was like kind of a privileged thing, but let's say that you you did, you were saved up your money for to take a trip or have some sort of big event. It's like, hey, you know, I do want to go to the Bahamas. I like music. Um, I've been saving this. I don't know. I've saved this money. It seems like a pretty cool thing to do outside of like the Instagram thing. Like what if you legit wanted to go? To Fryfest, like what if that's like your big trip for, you know, your, your graduation from college or before you go to corporate America or whatever. Like, I, I don't I don't see everybody was being like super privileged. I think some people legitimately was like kind of excited to do something different and new, you know. At the end of the day, they all got fucked over. Like they're in these tents, well, everything is soaked and wet. They didn't have enough food, barely. Um, you know, they had to you saw the way they had everybody's luggage just in that big old. like. Oh, yeah, it was terrible crate type situation they're trying to find their own gear and hopefully you know nobody i'm pretty sure people shit got stolen or mixed up or whatever um it was a hot ass mess these people were just kind of thrown and figure it out no order no structure no nothing those models that were paid as influencers that were actually there stranded freaked the fuck out how do i get out of here um there wasn't enough runway to to be able to get planes in and out routinely as like a normal airport would that shit was off the crazy island. like they lock the people in the airport people are yes. passing out they don't have no yes. food or water like and yo it's hot. they don't got no ac there it's that's not like it's hot there it's humid yeah people on top of each other that was a disaster that looked like a, a real living nightmare yeah but a simple google search of the <laughs> could have and look who was laughing this. Let's whole thing like and the other thing is the whole wristband shit that just came out of nowhere like mm -hmm. when you after go, everybody spent money and now right. suddenly i gotta pay a whole thousand dollars more for this that's wristband? what i'm like what did i pay like, for 
at the at the beginning of the of the sign up and all that shit and you pay your money then they send you the email saying okay you need a wristband not fucking what a month or two before the shit happens oh all of a sudden now you need this and you have to do it and you have to put a minimum amount of $300 on it like are you fucking kidding me like nobody yeah. questioned that they were just like oh here you go and in what 48 hours they had over $800,000 loaded onto these fucking wristbands like are you serious like nobody even thought in their right mind like this doesn't sound right they just wanted to go because it was a big thing and they thought of models and beach and water whatever they're fucking retarded every single one of them yeah. i use our word Sorry, whatever, whatever. At the end of the day, it's not about your product or your content. It's about who likes it. If you mm-hmm. No, you know what it's really about, Marcus? It's about the dream you can sell. Guys, you know what it's really about? About what you're willing to do for yes. your employer. That is what it is really about. Of an employee, are you? What would you do to take one for your employer? Would you go to your bathroom and brush your teeth and use Listerine, the blue one? We're not, not we haven't confirmed that. The brown one to wash out your mouth. Nobody likes the brown one. And then would you get in a rental car and drive all the way, whatever, and get ready to suck some dick to make your employer happy? (laughs) That's employee of the month right there. That's how you would employee of the month. My man was ready to suck that dick. He, <laughs> like, he was ready. ready. I was ready to Andy, go in there. Andy King, the ghost. King, boy. He was like, let me go ahead. I thought, I thought he I took a shower. Yeah, dog, I was about to say, that nigga took a shower and suck some dick. Like, what were you about to do? He was ready to He was prepared for more than that now. Yeah, he, 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 he was ready to give up the goods. He was like, let me go ahead and wash my ass real quick. Clap these sheets before. Just in case. Brush your teeth and mouthwash and a shower. My my nigga, my nigga Andy was like, just in case the crew wanna hit it. (laughs) I got you. Just in case we need to get some sheets. I got you. Not even for for Fiji water or a cinch (laughs) for Ivana. I'm, I'm just saying, like, first of all. First of all, I think that story is hella sketchy because how did how are you to assume that the the man wanted his he wanted to be serviced by another man like that's, because Billy you're asking said, for Billy said Billy was selling him out basically yes Billy literally sold him yes you have to go suck this man's dick for this water and he was like yes Billy I'll do it let me hop in the shower and brush my teeth and use some Listerine I'm on the way like. Well, Billy was that good of a sound. Because Billy was like, look, he's gay. You're the only gay guy here with a part of our production. So, you know, go make it happen. That's, that's how, how that went down. How much water was... Because there was like two, what, 18-wheelers worth of, of water? Pallets or whatever? Like, how that's much still not are, enough water. How much, tell how, you that mu- right now. how much do you think that water cost? Like, all that water. How much did that cost? Like Enough to suck 10? some 
$100,000. Like this man was that. That's why he took a shower and washed his mouth. Cause he was, he had, he was like, yo, I gotta go give a, a dick sucking clinic that costs a hundred thousand dollars. Like I gotta make it worth everybody's while. Like, yeah, could you imagine the pressure? Hey, that's the a pressure. lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't go in there lazy. Like <laughs> that's fifty thousand dollars on the line, right, bro. If, if I don't do this right, people are not gonna get water. People are gonna die of dehydration. Hey, man, I have that, to do it. Wet your mouth. Wet your mouth hey, up to get the water. Hey, man. He went in there prepared oh to eat that ass too, boy. I tell you what, he was gonna <laughs> this, this is why we got Lex off the podcast for the for this for this section. The next one's not gonna get no better. But what? <laughs> Whatever, whatever mouthwash he used, he needs to reveal that because they need to give him an advertising deal because he he felt oh, that yeah. confident in whatever he was about to switch his mouth out with to to go perform services to free up hundreds of thousands of dollars of water. So shout out to whatever before, brand he uses. So before before I go out and suck some strange dick, I use mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> like, who hey, wants that? I'm, uh, you know, uh, you, yeah. you, you want to kill all those sperm cells in your mouth? Use this mouthwash. 99.9% of that sperm in your mouth is going to get out of here. But he needs it afterwards. Like, well, before and afterwards. Yeah. Before, before, yeah, before like, and after, but you definitely need it after. Let's not get into semantics about this man. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm very So, okay. So, so off, off that, like, what what would have been y'all's reaction if y'all pulled up and saw the FEMA tents? Like, what what do y'all like? What do you do at that point? Like, you can't. You're kind of stuck. I mean, I'm like yeah, that. You, you, you I would have found Billy's ass and beat his ass and then gone yeah. home. Like if people were looking for Billy, there was plenty of people looking for Billy. His old workers were looking for Billy. Where was he? He left his old people there. He left yeah. his own people there. He was gone. He took the first and only flight out of there. We're like, fuck that. I'm not staying here under this bullshit condition. And he was out. I would have put a hit on Billy. I'm well, surprised there's not one. They did the uh in the Bahamas, all the workers they're putting hits on every single person. Yeah, they're talking all about kidnapping people and taking people hostage. Yeah, uh, ransom. So Billy, this actually this is the first thing that caught my eye, and this is where you know you can be trustworthy. If you don't watch the show Heroes, go Google the the villain on Heroes. He looks they look eerily alike. Actors uh, Zachary Quinto, he played a, a villain called Skyler on a very popular show that should have ended after one season called Heroes. Uh, yeah, they they look kind of kind of like. Oh, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, no. Okay, well, look on Hulu. No, see if they have season, I'm gonna send you a picture. See if they have a uh, season one of Heroes. It it, it had the Heroes potential. Heroes is to be the one, one with that blonde girl, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had the potential yeah, to be a great show, show, and then it kind of they kind of went out the rails. Like, save, save the cheerleader, save the world. Oh. That was the selling point. <laughs> hey, oh and no, the, the actor is cute though. I know who that is. He's been in other stuff. Yeah, he looks. Nice. He kind of looks like that guy. I got yeah. that picture, but he's alright. Well, and, and the crazy thing is, like, and I guess this displays the the point about Mark talking about privilege. Like, there were some people that were kind of laughing, like, "Oh yeah, we still wear our money." I'm like, I'm glad that y'all can joke around about throwing away thousands of dollars for a trip that's not going to happen, a festival that's not going to happen, services and food that's not going to be provided, and you're stuck, and you're probably and so, not getting your money was- back. They was laughing until they didn't have enough food. They was laughing until they got served that cheese sandwich well, that they had nothing else to give them. No, but the thing, there were some people that were, they said like one girl burst out in the tears when she showed up. Like they said people she were did. quitting their jobs because they couldn't get time off to go to this festival. Like a man, you quit your job to pay thousands of dollars to stay in a FEMA tent and not see one single act, not one note of music oh, okay, play. Me, that sounds like karma. 
Right. No, you, you were that dumb to quit your job to go to a festival that's never ever happened before, like ever. Look, I'm trying to shoot y'all some bell. Who, if you listen to this, and went to Fry Festival, <laughs> like they actually, uh, the one guy, he actually they sued uh, Fry Festival for five million dollars, but they said they, they haven't received a penny. Well, from, duh, because it was a fucking so. con. Maybe after all of these documentaries, they might be able to get something, but. No. It's gonna take a long time. So yeah, yeah. take a minute. I but I feel who, for I would, those people. I don't want to sound super heartless. I feel for the people with it because I wouldn't want to live under those conditions. Eh, not so me. Because I, I, I do. I feel for them, but at the same time, it's kind of like uh, some of y'all got karma. I mean, it's a life lesson at the very least. I mean, yeah. did you see those boys that were going around pissing on mattresses and like on tent and in the tents so nobody would like sleep around them? That's sad. That's survival of the fittest, man. And people were stealing paper smell. and stuff. I mean, it was just you were just there for like ten hours. It's not that serious. We ought to be acting like she Lord of the Flies. Okay, oh, exactly. like two days, two three days or something. Hey, it is what it is. You gotta get it how you live, man. I I ain't mad at anybody for their hustle, but I, I don't know, man. It's it's a crazy situation. If you haven't watched the documentary, definitely go check it out uh, on Hulu and Netflix. But yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. The dude's a, a grade A scammer. If you do like stories like that, definitely watch American Greed because it's yep. it's essentially the same, the same and, show. So and don't buy into anything that Jaw Rule is a part of. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the it, thing. Like, ja, like it's Jaw Rule, Jaw Rule, not not Jay Z, not Drake. But like, what's twenty nineteen? What's up with that? Jaw Rule has always had this stigma against him, like the jokester. Like nobody. A lot of people don't take him seriously. And here he is, you know, he's out of jail, right? He's trying to do something right. He's trying to go into a different side of production and, and you know, career-wise. And he looks at this as a great opportunity. Why? Because Billy sold him this dream. He got scammed like everybody else. Google and is your best I wish, uh, I, 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 He didn't get scammed, I, dude. He, he said I he think, knew what it was. He he did in the Hulu. Did you watch the Hulu one? He said I didn't yeah, watch the Hulu know. one. He was like, oh yeah. He's like, yo, I asked homeboy, like, yo, is this gonna happen? Dude's like, nah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, yes. I don't even think Jock came to the island. Yeah, he even go, man. No. Yes, everyone involved, honestly, except for the Bahamas people, need to go. They they were they saw what it was and they kept it going even the day of arrival. They all need to go. Fair, fair enough. Fair Are enough. we sure Billy went to jail? I don't know if they showed um, it. I don't know if they oh, showed it in the Hulu yeah, documentary. Yeah, Billy's in jail. Six Billy's years. in jail making beats. He's Girl, got a new say, he's got Oh yeah, job. he's got a new con in jail. Oh my god! <laughs> well, this, this this I'm if you watch American Greed, it's the same thing. These scammers <laughs> will do these elaborate schemes. They'll be in jail, and they're like, "Oh well, Johnny's in jail. He's now teaching motivational speaker classes for two packets of cigarettes." And he's got a whole group of them. Like, it's, doing, it's, like what? they can't stop it. They can't help it. It's like yeah, he's doing them. music, music classes, they like beat beats. classes in uh-huh. jail. Hey man, whatever. I'm impressed. Whatever, I'm whatever, impressed. Whatever it takes to not get raped in jail, you better do it. Yeah, that's what he's doing. <laughs> Making hey, beats hey, people hey, beat hey, their hey, cheeks. Hey, hey, hey. Stop. <laughs> I guarantee he's he's gonna con the warden. He's gonna get out, and he's gonna keep doing it. Like he's oh, yeah. not gonna stop. He's got a problem. Hey, somebody could just channel that for for good. That that would be great. But he's, he's gonna run for president in twenty years. Oh God! Watch, 
20 years from now, that man's going to be running for president and it's going to be a viable candidate. Facts. Well, anybody uh, that to wrap this up, if, if anybody has a uh, needs tips or ideas for marketing, they, they had a lot of great marketing ideas. They just got greedy again. Great idea. Just just take your time. Let it happen. Don't be ready. Well, I guess when you're scamming to pay people back, you got to. So first of all, don't scam. And this is just another black eye for New York. So yeah, New York Nate. Has a stigma for for scam. Shout out to Nate. New York has a stigma for scammers. And uh, yeah, this dude. Probably I don't know what you're talking about. Because you're from Florida. So this dude pulled <laughs> off one of the biggest scams probably the last decade. So shout out to New York. Hold that L. But uh, speaking of L's, we we all took an L. I took an L. Shout out to Asha. Uh, she came on the podcast, Brandy, a couple weeks ago. Shout out to her. I definitely took an L when she linked me to a uh, a story about Tiana Trump's wildest uh, sex scene. All I'm going to say is I'm probably never going to eat gummy bears again. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Yes. And I do not... I do not advise that you look up that clip. Gummy bear? Yeah, bro. First of all, if you don't know who mm. Tiana Trump is, I think we spoke about her. I think I did a story for BSO about Tiana Trump one time. I had to look up. I had to find a picture of her with clothes on. That was very difficult to do. <clears throat> but uh, Tiana Trump, <laughs> she is a, uh, she's an adult film actress. Um, apparently a very popular one because there was a... Uh, I guess this is why she's doing interviews. There's a, a new, uh, I guess she did a new video on uh, a site called blacked.com. If you haven't looked it up, uh, don't, don't look it up at don't look it up at work. <laughs> uh, look it up in the privacy of your old home. Uh, actually, Marcus, would you describe the the theme of blacked.com? Uh, describe the theme of it. I mean, it's a, a, a particular shade of women going to a particular shade of men. They're having uh, adult time, like you know, prayer and, <laughs> and laying hands on each other, uh, s- spreading holy water. Ah, uh, just biblical. yeah, Spreading it's you know, uh, <laughs> it's adult time. <laughs> so, real quick, before I get back to my other point, like, what if there's? Uh, I guess there are some. Uh, never mind. Oh, there's some. Are you, if you're about to talk about <laughs> some racist shit, there's some racist. <laughs> I've seen some MAGA parodies out there that are offensive. Oh, boy. <laughs> 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 they the only two last week. Right. They the only two. Go ahead, creep through, Bessa. <laughs> Go ahead, creep through, Bessa. <laughs> Come back. Me, your biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, anyways, <laughs> so the, the reason we brought up her as a topic, because I, I did a poll, so I saw an interview she did, and again, I'm not shaming anybody, I was just kind of impressed for multiple reasons, but uh, Miss Trump did an interview saying that in high school, she she had 86 sex partners. Jeez. I'm going to say this again. Mm. In high school... And I don't know when this started. Let's let's say let's hopefully it started at the age of consent. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of very weird people out here, but let's say her junior and senior year, the end of her junior year, her own senior year, that she engaged with sexual activities with 86 people. Right? The average mm. classroom has like 30 people. Right? Um, let's see. An entire football team is uh, at the active roster is 52 people. Right? Like a, a starting NBA five is what 
well, five people. I don't know how people are on the bench, like 11 or something like that. Like, think about your favorite football team uh, having having sexual relations with this woman and then add like a, a classroom full of people after that <clears throat> in one or one or two years, hopefully. Let's say two years. Um, I did a, I did a poll on Twitter and 68 percent of the people that vote in this poll thought it was true. 30 percent thought it was a fake story just for attention. And then I went to ask, like, you know, how many bodies did people catch at school? So 33% said zero. I was a virgin. 49% said one to five, which, I mean, that sounds pretty accurate. If you're in high school, you know, you have one, you know, one girlfriend or boyfriend per year. Uh, 11% said five to 10 in high school. (laughs) And then 7% (laughs) said 10 plus. So, yeah. But even like that might sound crazy and again. I'm not shaming nobody. If that's what you want to do, but like ten people, boy, that's a like, lot of people. You were known as the hoe in school, in high school. <sighs> ten plus, like hell, even five. So, and and I was joking in the group chat. I told uh, I told Marcus like, yo, somebody should have called the police on her. And he was like, for what? I'm like, it's a joke. But like, well, maybe somebody should have called the news. Like. There's got to be some notification. This type of monster is out on the loose in the in the streets. Like yo, like eighty six, bro. The thing that got me was her her detail. Like she was so um, yeah, she was just so detailed with yeah. And I have a book, like a burn book, and I would write down all the names, and I would like rate them, and I would talk about like their penis size and all this other stuff. And um, I wonder if she would ever show that book. <laughs> To back her up, she'll probably but make I, a make a book. A book. That and that would make sense. I feel like it was. I feel like it was true. Eighty six sounds like a really high number. Like everyone <laughs> knows who you are. Like when you walk past them, they're like, "Ho," oh. you know. It's but high school. Hey, 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 we can't do this. Yeah, we can't. Let's shame here. No, I'm talking about in high school. Remember when you were in high school? The known ho, everyone knew. You know what I'm saying? In high school. Wow. Everyone slut shamed in wow. high school. Just you wow. know this, I know this. But she Here. said she would go to the universities that's, and that's like the neighboring was... the neighboring states and stuff, you know. So she she wasn't just local. Yeah, that's what I was she gonna was, say. She like, wasn't playing games. 80, she was 86, like... 86 is not that much when you consider like, all right, she probably got at least two summers in there. She's going to multiple, she's going to multiple colleges and she's motivated to get her numbers up. Like it's not that hard to, to bang out 86 if you're like that. Hey, that is disturbing. So I don't I don't know why a KJ Dow's kid decided he needed to come and talk on this segment, but yeah, why are you here? This is yeah, I'm, I'm very to see Marcus, he done lost his mind. See, and uh, I got to make sure he pay for his sins on the timeline. So you <laughs> pay for my sins. <laughs> yeah, hey, what happened to the Chiefs, fam? The Chargers. I thought, probably, you know, I thought the Patriots were supposed to be in the Super Bowl. This but is what we're doing. doing. This yeah. is what we're doing. Can we have him on next week? Let's have him on next week for that. No, actually, no, no, come actually, actually, no, this is actually good. This we'll, we'll tie in my quick BSL story for the week with this. So the story I did this week was about uh 
Tom Brady trying to sell the the, the Patriots as underdogs. Trash. As they're in their third, what, third consecutive Super Bowl appearance? Marcus. Marcus. Ninth and eighth years. I wonder why, Marcus. Trash. And they are actually favored. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Y'all are favored to win the Super Bowl, but you're underdogs? Like, this is not 2001 anymore. Let hey, go. Hey, Marcus. Mar- Marcus. You know every other year. This is craziness. Hey, you want to know something, though? What's up? You know going to win? Patriots. The Rams are going to win. See, and hold on. I thought the Chargers for the win. I thought the Chiefs for the win. Okay, well, the Chargers had to play the Chargers had to play the Ravens the week before on the road and then travel from the I'm West Coast excuses. to the East. I'm hearing excuses. Uh, nope. You know what? The most disappointing thing about this year's Super Bowl is that the two best the two best teams didn't make it. Whoop, whoop the whoop. Two of the best teams didn't the make goat it. So we're gonna have we're not gonna have the Super the goat. Bowl we deserve. The GOAT is in there. We're getting the B team from the AFC in the Super Bowl. <laughs> we're getting the B team. I better be in the uh the Z team, aka the Coats. Um, hey, whoa, whoa, wait. We want a playoff game this year, buddy. Slow hey, down. That's cool. Hey, slow like down. Said, only, only player that had a kill mentality on y'all team was Marvin Harrison. That's hey, hey, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, 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 we'll talk hey, to you later. Whoa. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Jesus. Get him out of here. <laughs> so back to, back to Ms. Trump. Like, like even even if you're – like, let's uh, let's talk about from a male's perspective. Like, Actually, it's it'd probably be harder for a male to catch 86 bodies in high school, like just an average regular Joe. Well, you gotta also consider that she it wasn't just men though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not 86 men, it's 86 partners. So huh. she's out she's out there getting it, like still a lot. She's out there like on the pavement, I guess. Where are her parents at? Mm. Does she have parents? Like it like how do you you okay? My God! Like, there's only so many hours in the day. You're in, like, you're in high school. Like, this is two, to, this is two years though. It's two years of work. You go to school, right? You go to school for a couple hours. Like, are, are you smashing people on breaks at lunchtime? And like, what? How is this happening? When are you showering? Like, when are you freshen up? I'm gonna check this up too. I don't know if y'all saw that story. Uh, I think it was like three or four years ago. Of the girl uh, getting caught sucking off this little boy's dangling outside of the school. And they interviewed the neighbor of the girl. And the neighbor, it was like this real old lady. She was like, yeah, she a hoe. Her mama been a hoe. Her grandma was a hoe, too. I'm going to check it up to a situation like that. I mean, when you think about it, if we're, if we're going that, you know, she was like 17, Going into her junior year, you get that whole junior year plus the summer, and then you turn 18, you get your senior year plus the summer. That's 730 days to sleep with 80, 84 people. Like 86, yeah. That's... 86 people. Like that's not it's not when you break down the, the numbers. Yeah, that's... but even like the even like the and then you gotta consider you gotta consider that it was, it was there's probably times where there's more than one person at a time. Oh jeez. Oh, that's I'm trying to think of the <laughs> even the biggest uh sexually free person I can think of in high school. I wouldn't even I couldn't even fathom a number that high. It, that just doesn't even compute to me. I'm like, golly. And I've heard stories of people having uh, group interactions 
and still like you'd have to have that group interaction like 20 times like there's only so many guys in school I, I don't know man that's right then you traveling out of state in high school to go smash other people like are you trying to put the work in or not are you trying no, to put I'm the trying work like in? my parents would be like what the who why are you going out of state you know what I'm saying like what are you doing call me every hour you know tell me where you're at like I don't I'm gonna keep it a buck man she don't even she ain't all that man Ooh. I'm gonna keep it a buck. She, she, she's really not. She's not popping like she, that. Like. She, she is the true definition of, of an underdog. She might not have, you know, the the physical, physically, like she might not have what you're looking for in that department. But when it comes to great toughness, put going the extra mile, all the little intangibles that it takes to be the great, the greats, she puts in that work. Gummy bears. Everybody ain't doing that. Oh, Everybody ain't putting in that kind of work. She got locked she up. She does that. Having six that. pounds a week. She is bugging. But, yeah, she was in jail for a while too. Yeah, I remember that day. Yeah. That's crazy. For prostituting or something. Oh, wait a second. Let's. She had like talk. six pounds of weed or something like that. Wait, wait, she has a sex thing with Brittany Renner. Oh, hold on. I guess is well. Oh, and they said the reason that she got into porn was because she was having all this sex for free. Well, and she was like, "Well, I might as well, well. get paid for it." Right. Like, can I? Can I? Off of that, because um, I, I said on Twitter that you can literally you can draw a line of comparison between porn stars and college athletes. They're literally the same thing. Like, like you said, Tiana Trump, she got into porn because she did it a lot. She was good at it, and she could get paid for it. It's the same thing with high school football players and basketball players. The kids in college, like, hey, I'm good at playing this game. I'm Except good. I'm good. Hang on, hang on. Let me fin- let me finish. I'm good at using my body. I get my body into the best shape it can be to perform these acts. If I keep doing it, if I keep putting in this hard work, using my body to do these things, I can get a, a free scholarship. And if I can do it, take it to the next level, I can take use my body to get millions in the NFL. It's the same in porn. Like there's people, there's people having sex for free in high school and college. And then there's like the amateurs that do it on camera for, you know, whatever here and there. And then there's the elites that get paid in the millions of dollars. And it's the same thing for, for athletes. There's only like, there's 60, there's 64 quarterbacks in the NFL. Most of the average people can only name five of them because there's only five that really matter. And it's the same thing for porn stars. There's hundreds and thousands of porn stars, but there's but the average person can only name like the top five of them. It's the same exact thing. And then at the every year, every year, like at, after this week, after the Super Bowl, the next big event in the NFL is the NFL draft. That means there's other up and coming athletes that are younger that have better bodies that have bodies that don't have as many mileage on them trying to replace the older ones it's the same porn every every day there's a new younger fitter whatever person trying to get on and be the next great porn so trying to take that person's job it's the same the grind and the hustle that having your body and peak performance it's the same exact thing it really is and at the end of the day Guess who makes more money? 
the porn industry. The porn industry makes more money than the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball combined. They make more money than that. That's a lot of money. So I'm gonna go ahead and just debunk all that nonsense because the the biggest the biggest the biggest wrench in that whole argument is that being a porn star is not going to give you generational wealth. It's not going to change your family's life. I, you I sure just googled. That? I just googled what the average salary for a porn star is. Take a guess. Okay, if you want to do average, see when take I talk guess. about the average. Just take a guess. About okay, but the average hundred thousand dollars. The average male porn star makes thirty thousand a year, while the average female makes fifty thousand a year. The average NFL player makes like three hundred k. Okay, you can go work it. You could be a manager and, at Zaxby's and, and make thirty thousand dollars without having your anus stretched open. Here's the difference. Gummy bears coming here's in. the difference. There's only so many NFL players. Like if you compare the numbers of the players in the NFL compared to how many porn stars are out there, you're, when you talk about the average uh, pay of porn stars, you're also including the porn stars that don't make any money because there's porn stars out there that are working for free. So you got you're you're throwing in a lot of zero dollars into that number. So yeah, obviously the average porn star isn't going to, you know, make a couple hundred thousand dollars. But there's a lot more people doing porn than there are getting into the NFL. And that and that kind of you you have to credit the ones that make it to the top of that because it's a lot harder to get to the top of the porn industry than it is to get to the top of the NFL. It's way harder. I mean is she at the top or she's just popular right now. She's been popular for a while. Like, if you're a porn star and you've been popular for over two years, you've done something. Like, that's a big deal. Because, like, literally every five minutes, there's another video being... I've watched documentaries on this stuff. There's another person's video getting uploaded every, like, five minutes. Every five minutes, there's someone new on the internet. And people are on the internet looking for the next best thing. In the NFL, at least you get an entire season to prove yourself. And if you do prove yourself for that one season, you're pretty much golden. But... In porn, you got to prove yourself every scene, every day, every moment. It's tougher. It's a hard job. No and people are doing it. it for free, trying to get <laughs> trying to get to the top. And it's all right, yeah. I mean, you can always just go to community college or something. But I mean, if that's how you get out. The thing is, God is if, you're, if you're good at it and you like doing it, why not get paid for it? That 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 is true. So that's um, true. Well, I think we uh, have have gone off the rails enough. I, I think we we've covered a decent amount. Is there anything else I want to talk about? Uh, there was a cop in St. Louis that got charged with killing somebody for playing Russian roulette. Trash. Well, <laughs> best and the brightest. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag protect and serve. So, uh, I got a, a I guess a music minute. Uh, last week we we kind of touched on the uh, Cardi B City Girls. Uh, twerk video. It was and beautiful. It was a nice video, I, I will a say. One. But I think, well, I'm sure Tribbles will correct me if I'm wrong in this, but City Girls are signed to Quality Control. They're, that's the label that houses like Lil Yachty, Migos. I think they have Lil Baby over there. That's, that's their group of artists that they have signed. Now, Cardi B is an artist that they manage, so she's not on their label. So when when I originally heard the song Twerk, it was just City Girls. Like Cardi B wasn't featured on that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. A couple weeks or months later, they dropped the remix to it. They add Cardi B to it. Cardi B is placed on the album. And 
in my mind, when I first heard the song, I was like, this kind of feels forced. I didn't think Cardi B, she fit on the song, but I didn't think she fit with the City Girls on that song. But this song has, uh, what is it? It came out last week. It's got 31 million views on YouTube. And I can guarantee you that they could do that same exact video, but take away the Cardi B verse, take away Cardi B being in that video, it's not getting 31 million views in a week. And that's the part where I understand why Quality Control put Cardi B on the song. The hard part about putting someone like Cardi B on your song, if you're a newer artist, is that you kind of fall into that Drake effect where Versace, when Drake jumped on that song, that's when that song blew up. And people thought that that was a Drake song. Now, luckily for Migos, they had a good enough fan base that they could sustain that wave. And they were able to put out better music after that to keep themselves relevant. Now, other artists like, say, uh, Blockboy JB, that Look Alive song, you ask anybody, that's a Drake song. People, after Drake's first on that song, people check out. So now Blockboy JB has to make a song that people care about without Drake on it. And I think he's going to have a hard time doing that. I don't know if he's even going to be able to do that. And now the City Girls are in that same exact situation. You look at, if you type in Twerk in your Google search, it's going to be Twerk, Cardi B, then City Girls. Like Twerk is now a Cardi B song and the City Girls have been swallowed by the the, the solar system that is Cardi B. Because Cardi B right now, like it or not, she's the top two hottest rapper out right now. So now the pressure is on the city girls to come up with a song that kind of is bigger than twerk without a Cardi B because without wow. that, they're just going to get lost in the shuffle. And based on, I, I listened to the album, I like the album, but they don't have another song on this album that's going to be able, that they're going to be able to push that's going to be better than twerk. So, and they're doing this promotion with only half the city girls because one of them's still in jail. So it's just like, I don't know if this was the best move for them. It was the best move for them short term. I just don't know if it was the best move for them in the long run because, like I said, Twerk right now, that's a City Girl song. Or that's a that's a Cardi B song. That's a Cardi B video. People aren't mentioning the City Girls. People don't know what that City Girl, like they don't know which City Girl that is. They probably think that her name is City Girls. They don't know that that's Young Miami. They don't know about JT. They don't know these things. All they know is like, oh, that's maybe Cardi B. After, I know Cardi maybe B. Maybe after the flute out thing, they might know the, the young lady. So I'm, I'm talking more of yeah. in, the, in the macro sense, like the mainstream. When they're talking about this video, it's a Cardi B video. Everybody knows who Cardi B is. So if you're the, if you're the city girls, if you're quality control, y'all need to be back in the lab right now. Y'all can't just sit on this song because if you sit on this song and think you could just ride this wave out, you're sadly mistaken because you'll be but forgotten. But one of us is in jail. I understand and, that. That's why I don't know why and that. The other thing about the city girls is you got one locked up, and then the other one is homophobic. And people are like, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Everyone loves a twerk song, but they're like, fuck the city girls. I mean, and it's not because I think the one in jail is the one that's not the homophobic one pretty sure yeah well these days people can get past that look at brother nature look at anybody you'll be canceled for a week and then something else will nah. happen so but see the, the the problem is with the girl in jail other one in jail for who knows how long like two i think i believe it's like one or two years 
by the time she gets out of jail and they finally start making new music, will anyone care by then? Because Cardi's going to be been moved on to something else. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have to try to figure out some other big rapper or, you know, singer or something to come and help them get to where they were today with that twerk song. And I think they're just going to be fucking washed out. Like, all right, thanks for this. Bye. And that song was fine without Cardi B. And I think they should have just pushed it as it was and tried to get the city girls on instead of boosting the, the bright star that is Cardi B. Like, Cardi B is already down here. Like, you need to get the city girls out there. That's true, but that like, music the, video the only, the only, have been what it's been. The only I people, thank God every day for that. The only, the only reason people know who the city girls are is from the In My Feelings video and now this Cardi B video. Like, no one knows the City Girls as the City Girls as a group. They are known for being uh, attached to the two biggest rappers in the game right now. So, as long as you collect the, the bag. So, shout out to the City Girls. Um, real quick, unnamed anime section. Still have a name, but Boom. I really watched too much this week. I watched, I, I restarted watching Hunter x Hunter. Uh, it's a show about a young kid named Gin and then his these other two compadres. And they're out to become uh, hunters. Pretty much you can go hunt shit and get rich or whatever. Starts out like a lot of animes. Like, if you watch a lot of anime or with a lot of mangas, like, there's usually some sort of daddy issue with these shows. Like, the dude's dad's not in the picture. Um, Dragon Ball Z, Goku's clearly a deadbeat dad. Uh, Yu Hakusho, dad's nowhere to be found. Naruto, his dad is nowhere to be found. It's kind of like a pattern. Like I said, just kind of sets the show. Shit, even... uh. Fumano Alchemist, his dad walks out on them when they're kids. So I've noticed that's a pattern. I'm sure there's like a formula for these these shows and stories. But anyways, I'm on episode like three. It's, it's all right so far, but it is what it is. But yeah, definitely a shout to shout to shout out to everybody who listens. Appreciate y'all checking us out. Definitely go to uh, Apple Podcast, drop a review. Goals at 100. I think we're at like 46. So definitely get your family members, your friends, your lovers, all them folks to drop a review. Or just steer the phones to do it for them. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Appreciate y'all coming through. Shout out to Al Chapa. Shout out to Lex. Shout out to Gift Queen. Uh, this community podcast. We out. Peace. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ryan McLaughlin from Don't Call This a Podcast, here to thank you for rocking with the thekidswearcrowns.com and our podcast collective. If you're liking what you hear, do us a favor and check out the website, thekidswearcrowns.com. We've got a plethora of content for you. Articles, TV and movie reviews, playlists, and a collective of podcasts, which includes Don't Call This a Podcast, Sturdy Show Presents the Barbershop Podcast, Two Dope Smarks, The Committee Podcast, Pretty Petty Politics, and We Bring in Love Back. We've also got a brand new webcast called Politics as Usual, hosted by Ron and AJ. So be sure to go to thekidswearcrowns.com, subscribe if you like what you see, and follow us on Twitter at the KWC blog.